Hey guys, welcome to another vlog and podcast on building a private practice, um, real life stories. And today we are joined with Laura Keurig. She's a licensed marriage family therapist in Northern California. Thank you for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. So why don't you share a little bit about your practice currently, like where you're at, who you like to see, what's going on with you right now? Okay, well, I'm in Aptos, California. It's right near Santa Cruz. And I've been doing the, I've been, I started my practice about a year ago in September. And um, when I started, I was half-time private practice and half-time at an agency position. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of January of this year, I was able to leave the agency position and do the practice full-time. And right now I'm full um, so that's been, it's been a, an awesome journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, when I started, I, I, most of my experience had been in agencies with mm-hmm. working with kids and families like Medi-Cal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was my main experience. And so I was thinking, well, maybe I should just work with that population. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing about private practice over the past year is it's allowed me to work with adults, which I've never really gotten to do, and I really like it. So mm-hmm. I'm still figuring out what my focus is, but it's become more and more clear over the past year. And I think I think I'm tending toward working with traumatized women. Wow. Um, that's what? that's the one thing that's really clear. Tell me a little bit about that process in terms of. I know we're going to cover a lot today about your journey, but what has that been like to sort through who you want to see? How have you done that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think it's been mostly just seeing, like, you know, when you start your practice, at least for me, I was pretty much like, I just want clients. I don't (laughs) care who they are. I'm just going to try everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've gotten to try working with couples, which you never forget to do in agencies. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've worked with kids, which I'm used to. And then, then, yeah, working with individual adults. And so I think getting exposed to all of that, I've just been able to actually step back and see who I'm looking forward to seeing when I have a day full of clients. Mm-hmm. And that's made it more clear. Like, you know, the for me, I noticed that I'm not at all looking forward to the kids um, as much as I am to, um, the individual adults mm-hmm. and especially the traumatized women, I just feel a special compassion for them. Mm-hmm. I notice that they, that I seem to relate well to them. And mm-hmm. I also, you know, as I've started to, to have more of a focus, I've started to educate myself more on different approaches to working with them and I get really excited about it. So right. I think just my excitement level has been the main thing. Yeah. So it sounds like that pitter patter of the heart, you know, that that's a very soulful thing. And I think that it takes intention to be aware of that, that you've got to make space to sit back and evaluate, you Mm -hmm. know, to just go and plow through. So you've got to really kind of be in tune with yourself. And also I love your approach um, of getting look at your diverse experience, like just seeing diversity and from that something emerges. Some Mm -hmm. people when they're starting out, they don't have 
they're kind of like you. Like I've only worked an agency. I've only seen, you know, maybe kids at the agency. So they need to kind of experience some other things for them to kind of sort it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, it's not that I dislike working with kids either. I do like it and I was okay doing it, but then seeing the difference in my excitement level and working with made it way more clear to me. So tell me about your working in agency and then why private practice? Like, yeah, so that was for you. um, I, let's see, I, I did most of, I did a bulk of my internship working part-time at a school-based counseling center um, in Sacramento. And then I moved to Santa Cruz and got a full-time job at an agency where I was doing uh, like half Medi-Cal outpatient families mm-hmm. and half, um, we had a contract with CPS. So we were doing reunification visits, mm-hmm. family counseling in those. And so after doing that for like two and a half years, I was so burned out and I didn't even really realize what burnout looked like, but I was just super stressed all the time. It's like, I, I just, that job didn't allow me time to really recover and process through the trauma that I was being exposed to mm. the population I was working with. Um, and I think it just caught up to me. Like it just became more and more clear. I started talking to more people about it and just having a harder and harder time. And it was really unusual for me to be struggling the way I was. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of out of necessity that I started looking into private practice because I couldn't really see any other options. I knew I didn't want to do any more agency work based on how I was feeling. And there's there'd been a group of therapists um, in my community who I'd had my eye on for a while, mm-hmm. the Christian counseling group. And I like, I mean, I do Christian counseling. And so I'd had my eye on them. And so I talked to them and they had op- an, an office opening. And, and so I decided to try just renting one day a week and it just kind of flowed from there. I was able to reduce my hours at my agency job to part time. Mm-hmm. So are you still in that group or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still in that group. Um, and then, and yeah, so I started, it just sort of, I just, I knew I needed to do something. Like it just got to the point where I was like, I cannot continue in this way or I'm literally going to lose my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that there, the thing about private practice is you have somewhat more control, right? Versus when you're in an agency, you take what you're given, you're given projects, whatever, the clients you get. And in private practice, that kind of autonomy that it's empowering, you know, mm-hmm. to say like, well, if I'm stressed, I have to look at the boss and I'm the boss. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what can I, and, but you can make some changes. And um, can you talk a little bit about the signs of burnout beyond mm-hmm. like, you know, you felt stressed because I think a lot of people are burnt out and they don't know it. So, yeah, I know it's kind of an insidious thing that you're like, you're, you're in it for a long time before you start to realize it. That's what I learned anyway. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm a normally anxious person Mm -hmm. and get stressed about things. So that's not that unusual, but Mm -hmm. when it's like a, it was like a cumulative stress for Mm -hmm. me. I couldn't ever decompress from it and like recover. Um, 
and I was just crying a lot, which is really unusual, and just like feeling completely overwhelmed all the time, um, feeling just like constantly pressured, like I couldn't get perspective, like I couldn't, I just lost my ability to have perspective on anything, and it was like I couldn't even take steps to change it because I was so in it. Mm-hmm. I had lost perspective to s- such a degree. And thankfully I had one or two people in my life who had gone through a similar thing earlier than I had. So it was so that was invaluable to me to talk to them, especially one of my close friends. She had been through the same thing like six months earlier. So she was a little bit ahead of me. And, and it was mainly talking to her that I really started to come to terms with like what I was experiencing. Mm-hmm. Did you, did you think that private practice was going to be a solution to that? I mean, well, I didn't originally, know. Like when you went into this work, was it like, I'm going to be in private practice or was it? No, yeah. I didn't. I never like aspired to do private practice. I wasn't necessarily opposed to, to yeah. it, but it wasn't really my goal to get to do private practice. Um, I didn't really know what, I didn't really have an ultimate goal. I just wanted to be working with a population that I enjoyed and Mm -hmm. able to make a livable wage. Yeah. Um, So, so yeah, I think I didn't know if private practice would be any better, but I figured it would at least be something different. And I, I just knew I couldn't go on. Like it Mm -hmm. got to the point, even in my marriage where like, I just noticed that my constant stress and it was almost like depression Mm-hmm. And it was really taking a toll on all areas of my life. And I, so it just got to the point, even just talking to my husband, where it was like, this absolutely has to change. Like now you have to take steps to do something now. And it, and private practice was kind of the only other option. Uh-huh. And I just happened to have this opening with this group, um, which just sort of unfolded and allowed me to to take a step into it without having to completely just jump in with both feet and take a huge risk. Yeah. So tell me about, by the way, I have to say I've, I've had a conversation like that with my husband. I think I, yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, I'd come home and cry. And Yeah, that's exactly. It was like crying <laughs> almost every day. Yeah. He's like this. Yeah. And I think I remember one time he said, you're so much happier now. I was like, I wasn't happy before. He's like, yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, that's the weird thing about it is you can't really see clearly. No, you can't. So it's nice that we have other people that can reflect that back um, in a loving way that really care about us. Tell me about group practice because this is different, you know, than some people that have done these kind of interviews with me that are, you know, solely, um, you know, solo in their office. So tell me about um, what how the group practice is set up and how it works like with your marketing and all that. I'm sure people want to know. Oh yeah. Well, and I don't know if group practice is really the right word because it's basically just a group of therapists. We're all under the same name, Uh Um, but we each have our own practice within that. So we share office space, we Uh share a voicemail system Uh and we share a website for Uh the group. Uh Um, So I think it's mostly, the most benefit I've gotten from that is just with marketing. Um, I think that's one of the main reasons I've been able to be full by this point is because the group has been in this area for like 30 years. Mm -hmm. We have a very well-established name. And so just 
knowing some of the other therapists in there who are full, they, they refer to me and, yeah. and, you know, I get probably more referrals just from people who know of the group who get passed along to the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, I think been the main difference for me between, you know, being totally on my own and then being affiliated with this yeah. group. And so you have your own business under yeah. the name, right? You have your own business license and, you know, yeah. corporate structure or whatever it is. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that is important because some people are probably thinking, oh, I can't find a group like that. But I think mm-hmm. that you can create that kind of community in terms of finding other therapists that have abundance in their practice that don't, don't like shy away from referring out that, you know, they want to know the people that they're referring to. So there is building relationships with the right kind of therapist, I think. Is exactly. Important. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, our group has a main like phone number where yeah. people can call and leave a general message and then, sometimes those messages get funneled out to all of us. But honestly, I've hardly gotten any referrals from that. It's been just from like one or two therapists in the group who are full who know me. Yeah. So, you know, you could have that anyway. You don't have to be a part of a group to have that. Yeah. And you do your own marketing as well. Yes, I do. I mean, I honestly, I, because I have, been fairly full for a while. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just the establishing the business and then the client work and all of that has slowed down my own efforts to market. So that's always um, the case when we're busy. We don't market when it slows. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And I'm like, Oh gosh, I better, I need to get it set up because I know slow periods. I mean, I've already had slow periods, you know, summer was slow. So I did get to work on some of it then, but it was also kind of nice to take a rest. Yeah. Yeah. My online marketing is really what I want to be focusing on. I know that I feel like pretty clear on that. It's just a matter of making the time to really hone in on that. Right. Why is that clear for you that that's the way you want to go? Um, Well, I think because um, creating my website has been something I really enjoyed doing. It was one of those tasks that I looked forward to and I, I like, you know, it took a long time for me to, I went through a lot of different versions of it and designs of it before I settled on one that I've kept for a while. But I feel like even now I'll revisit it every so often and completely re, kind of redesign the content I have on there. And I, I like doing that. So, and I like writing. Um, so blogging is definitely something I want to get into. I've, I've just barely started to scratch the surface of that. Uh-huh. I just like figuring things out online on the computer using technology. I like it. Mm-hmm. And plus I'm a more introverted person. And so I think that, um, I think that that way of marketing suits my personality better, but I also think that it's, um, it's a great way. If you can develop your online presence, it can be super powerful. And if you have the, if you enjoy doing it enough to, to learn how to do it, I think that um, to me, it seems like that's probably the best place I could be investing my time rather than in-person networking. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think, um, and for other people, it could be in-person networking. I, I, yeah. I love that you're like, I'm an introvert. I know what works for me and this is what's helpful and mm-hmm. a way to represent myself and get my message out to the world. 
Power. And I think I'm enjoy. I I just enjoy doing that. Yeah. I enjoy figuring things out and troubleshooting things. It's so important to I like think that's a big part of why I think that about <laughs> online marketing. Yeah, you gotta like it to some degree. Yes, there will always be things you don't like to do, but I mean, if you're gonna pick a marketing style, it should fit with you. You know? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, what? has been hard for you in private practice? Um, what has been some of the struggles in getting it started and continuing it? Um, I think having to do everything myself. Um, I have outsourced certain things, um, you know, like I use an electronic healthcare record. I use simple practice. Yeah. So that I outsource using an accounting program. Uh-huh. Um, but honestly, like I haven't, I haven't really involved any other people in the work that I'm doing. Mm. So being the main person to do everything has been a little bit of a challenge sometimes when I get busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes the isolation of it, mm-hmm. even though I'm with a group of therapists, I hardly see any of them ever. Um, mm-hmm. So that's been something I've tried to intentionally, you mm-hmm. know, counteract through um I just I try to get together with friends who are therapists regularly and talk with them it's especially great to have a couple people who are doing private practice too or who are just starting it's fun to talk with them because they can understand it at all levels Uh um and I think I think it's definitely I notice a big difference now versus looking back a year ago but a year ago um, it was, it was such a big adjustment to, you know, set my fees and, um, be getting paid what seemed like a lot to me for, for what I wasn't even sure was worth that much money. Um, so I think just having the confidence at the beginning was a struggle for me. Right. How do you feel now about what you charge? Well, I feel like I could probably charge more. Um, that's mostly based on the Zinni me materials that I've gone through, but I, um, I feel, I, I feel very comfortable with what I charge now. You feel like you're offering value for what you charge now? Yeah. Like I feel, and, and honestly, the, the bit going through business school boot camps has, that's been a huge part of that shift for me. Um, I feel very passionate about my value now, not just my value, but the value of therapy. Oh Yeah why it's I I just feel like that's been that's been invaluable to me in um and it's something that I talk with other therapists about you know because the people who haven't gone through this program that I talk to are kind of they're they're where I used to be with it and they're questioning it or assuming certain things about um needing to have a sliding scale or I don't needing to be on a bunch of insurance panels yeah, I just feel. I feel like my experience so far has shown me that you know there are people out there who will who do value it, and it is a valu- very valuable service. And even thinking about things like, you know, paying for a facial or a haircut is mm-hmm. not that much less. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you think about what you're really doing in therapy, it's mm-hmm. really valuable. Yeah. And also just seeing the value of taking care of myself and, and um, 
you know, making a living from what I'm doing so that I can, I can be in a good place to really be present with people and support them. I've just, I've just seen over the past year how important that is, like just really experiencing that. Totally. I mean, if you think about our work in terms of like Maslow's hierarchy, you know, we're a little above food and shelter, you know, we're moving up. And if you yourself as a therapist don't have, you're so stressed on your basic needs, it does make the work challenging, you know? Mm -hmm. So taking care of you is part of the work. And that's cool that you've learned that so early on, you know, and not like 10 years down the road when you're crying again. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's why, you know, it was, um, I, like I said, I, I had Zinni me, like I said, I've been, private practice was in the, the, the corner of my mind as a possibility. So I had Zinni me like bookmarked for when I started to get into it. So when I started to get into it, I started watching some of the webinars and, um, you know, I, my thought was, you know, I'm not going to do business school boot camp right now. I'm going to wait till I make some, start making a little bit of money mm-hmm. and um, then do it. And I'll just use the free resources till then. Yeah. But there was one webinar that made me change my mind and it was something about setting fees uh-huh. and you interviewed, I think it, Joe Muirhead and oh. she was just so passionate about <laughs> I don't know. It was just so empowering that I thought, gosh, I just really, I need this. I need this as I'm starting. And so I decided to do business school boot camp um, last fall, which was like right when I was starting. So in a way it was like drinking from a fire hose. Cause like I, I had no idea of most of anything of my practice. So there was a lot that I felt like I couldn't really fully do. Cause I was still just totally figuring it out, but it was such a blessing to, start my practice from that vantage point. And it's made a huge difference, I think, in the way that it's gone and the way that I've set it up. I mean, not that I set it up perfectly by any means, but... Let me just tell you, no one is perfect. Even my stuff is not perfect, but... Yeah, but I think it just made, it made like, it made such a difference in, because no, I don't think any, uh, any therapist, based on our training, I don't, Especially if we do agency work, we're not naturally coming into owning a private practice right. from this from this standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pleased to hear that. I mean, thank you for sharing that with people. I mean, that's I I mean, I'm glad that that's been a tool that's been helpful for you. It um, really, really has. What yeah. other tools have you used? What other like you said simple practice is one. Yeah. What other things have you used? What's you what accounting software? I use Wave. Okay. Yeah. Free program. It's okay. I mean, it has its issues, but, um, it's worked for me. Good. And then I use a tax person. So I just keep track of all my accounting and wave. And then I have a tax person that I give all that to. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see what other tools. Well, Squarespace for my website. I love that. (laughs) I I designed a website on WordPress Uh for, it was just, I don't know how to code or anything. So I was just sort of trying to figure it out. Yeah. And it and then when I found Squarespace it was so much better. Um Yeah, simple practice has been so helpful. I'm so glad that I that I do that. I just love having a paperless office. Talk about um, that a little bit. Like why do you like it so much? I mean I don't really like simple it. Simple practice? Yeah. Okay. Um 
Yeah, I just like being able to do my notes from wherever. And I like how it has, it just, it enables you to keep track of who's paid you and how. Um, it enables you to keep track of insurance payments. Um, it sends reminders to clients. It, it just, I love having one place to keep everything having to do with my clients and it's totally secure. And I love the, uh, I love being able to send my clients all the intake paperwork before we even meet. Nice. Just having all of that done. Mm-hmm. The first session is so mm-hmm. nice. I love that. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the things that I've really liked about it. Cool. Any other kind of tools or things that you think any therapist in private practice, you, you need to know about this? Well, honestly, I mean, if I'm talking with somebody about starting my practice, I always, I can't not talk about business school boot camp. <laughs> but I just, I don't know. And I haven't even, I mean, there's still so much more work that I have to sure. do in that program because each time I like, it's hard for me to really, really go through it all in depth each time. So well, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I haven't even like done the full program yet, but I've done most of parts of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just the setting up how that's helped me to set up the structure of my business and just avoid certain pitfalls or, just being part of the Facebook group has introduced me to so many different things that I never would have been aware of otherwise. Um, you know, I, I think that that's been so helpful because just being on your own in private practice, you, you're it and you're responsible for a lot of legal type of things. And so just being, becoming more aware of those things and being introduced to those has been super helpful and I wouldn't have ever known about them had it not been for the Facebook group and issues coming up there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then just having that support too and recognizing my value and um, yeah, setting things up and being encouraged to really consider how to set up a business that really works for me and how I am and how I'm wired. Yeah. Okay. I have a fun question. If you were to talk to yourself back when you were starting, what would you have said to her? Um, I would, I don't know. I, that's a good question. I would, I think I would say, I would just encourage her. Um, you know, you're taking a big step and this is the right step to be taking. And I know it feels scary, but um, you know, you're, you're, you're doing the right thing and it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, there's going to be scary times, but, um, but yeah, just, just keep in mind that, that there's just normal ebbs and flows of owning a business and um, just work hard at it. And, and, and it's going to be a great opportunity for you to, grow in your confidence and learn different, different things that you never would have expected to learn. It's beautiful. And I think for anyone listening, it's a perfect message for them as well. You know? Um, Yeah. It's like, don't like, I'm really glad I took that risk. I mean, like I said, it was kind of out of necessity. So I think that that really drove me to like, it's like when the pain of, 
your current situation becomes yeah. bigger than the pain of taking the risk. Yeah. So I think that made it less scary because I like had to. Yeah. But, um, but it's still scary. I mean, I had, I was, I was scared. I didn't, I had no idea what to expect and it was less scary because I thankfully had my part-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's like it definitely, and it's still something I'm getting used to. I mean, you can still have a week where you're feeling great and getting a lot of referrals. And then like the next week, like three or four people could just decide to stop. And then you're in a completely opposite place. And I remember seeing, I think I remember seeing somebody in the Facebook group post about just a roller coaster of being in private practice. And I think that, you know, the ups and downs are getting less now because I've ridden enough of them to be a little more at ease. Yeah. No, they, they still occur. No, they still occur. They just tell yeah. you years down the road. I mean, every time things, you know, change and expand, then there's just like, <gasps> okay, here we go. You know, it's, there is a bit of faith and trusting that, you're an intelligent person. Like, and, um, if, if things were to completely fall apart, you would be able to figure it out. And sometimes you just got to talk yourself like, okay, it's just new. Like if you were to add a clinician or add something and grow your practice in another way, anytime something new happens, it's totally, you're learning the ebb and flow of that new thing too. So it's, it's forever. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't stopped for me yet. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's true. And I think for, well, for me being a person of faith, I think my faith in God's really helped me because I trust him mm-hmm. and I trust that he led me into this and that he's, and he has really blessed the risk that I've taken. Mm. Um, that's really been a foundation for me is just trusting. Cause I've, I've had my fair share of freakouts. The past year and just feeling like, oh my gosh, I really, really need some calls and I don't know when they're going to come or if they're going to come. I think, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of the scarier things is not knowing if they're going to. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, you have all the tools though. That's yeah, the- exactly. And that's one thing Business School Bootcamp was great for is it gave me concrete things to do in the meantime. Yeah. So that was really nice, you know, not just like freaking out and being clueless of what to do, but it gave me, you know, tangible things to work on. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So if people, I mean, um, if people are thinking about, you know, doing private practice, what do you want to say to them? Um, I would say that, um, I think for some people, it's a really great thing. I think I can see how it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it's really helped me to be somebody who likes, I like to figure things out and I like to try to get to the bottom of things and, and learn new things. So I think that's been a helpful thing just because you do have to figure a lot of things out and there's, you have to wear a lot of different hats. Mm-hmm. So that is one aspect of it that I think, um, I mean, there's always the ability to outsource things, of course. So it's not like if you don't, if you don't like certain aspects of it, you can always bring in somebody else to help you with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think for me, I've really enjoyed the variety. I mean, not only do you get to do therapy, but you get to 
be kind of like a business person, you get to run different aspects of your business. And it's, I don't know. I like that. I like being independent. I like not having a boss. Um, Mm-hmm. I've gotten used to that now. At first, it seemed so weird, and then when I you, when you take a week off, you come back and like no one's missed you. Like <laughs> no one's like, oh, you're back. You know that's so weird. But so yeah, I think I think it's 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 a really great option for therapists to really exercise what they're gifted in and pursue what they're gifted in. And there's so many different specialties that you could build a practice off of that could really help people mm-hmm. and not only that but you can you have the flexibility to see clients but also to create other things that are helpful to people that so that you're not just having to rely on client income mm-hmm. I haven't explored, explored that at all yet but I just like how many different directions you can go with it yep so I really think it's possible to do it. It's just, I think it's really important to have support, mm-hmm. which is why the business school bootcamp community has been super helpful for me. But, you know, I think there's, I think having the support is essential. Yeah. Clinical consultation, uh, lunches with friends in private practice, you know. Yeah. Talking to people who have been doing it and who have the experience so that they can point you in the right direction on things. Yeah. It's just been super helpful for me. So if people want to um, learn more about you or get in touch with you or refer traumatized women to you, (laughs) how do they find you? Um, I probably, the best way would be my website. It's lauracurekmft.com. I'll put that in the notes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you can email me or call me off of my website Mm -hmm. or send me a message. Thank you so much for sharing your story and being Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. Yeah, and I hope anyone that is listening, you know, what I love about you, Laura, is like you found a, a, a way of practicing that fits your personality um, and you got the support you needed and we all have our different paths. So I just love hearing like the introverted path (laughs) Um, and kind of coming from that agency work where you were, you felt limited in who you saw and to opening up a diverse practice and then going back to, okay, now, now I'm seeing where my passion is. And so thank you for sharing that. I I think it's helpful for anyone that's listening. Yeah, definitely. If you're listening, go ahead. Oh, I would just encourage, I'm happy to talk to anybody who has questions or who just wants to hear more or talk more about what it's like to start a practice. Cause I feel like, I feel like I'm still at the beginning of it, but after going through the first year, I've just learned so much and I love talking to people who are thinking of starting or who, who are just getting started. So yeah, definitely don't hesitate to contact me. I'd be happy to talk further about it. That's very kind of you. But not everyone all at once. (laughs) Yeah, maybe not not all at once. All right, guys. Take some action on today's uh, podcast and this vlog and really start to think about where you're getting your support. Um, And if you need more support, evaluate if you're burnt out. We don't need need more burnt out people. We need people that are refreshed and have ease in their life. And it's okay if you're there. 
There's a lot of resources out there for you. So let's start connecting with each other and um, making private practice a wonderful way to help the world. All right. Bye, guys.